Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Helen with us. Hello, Helen. Hello, John. Thank you for joining us. Very welcome. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Excellent. So tell us a little bit about your business, Helen. Well, I help coaches uh, break free of their subconscious programming so they can heal from their past and as a result have more impact for their clients. There sounds there's a story behind that. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, well, um, I, back in 2002, I qualified as a teacher. And at the time, I'd just come out of a 16-year abusive marriage and had three young sons to support. And the following year, at the end of my first year of teaching, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, um, which is an intolerance to gluten. And at the time, I I was dangerously underweight. And for most of my life, I'd been permanently tired and anemic. And in the in the job, I was bullied, I had no confidence in myself and I felt like a fraud and that people might find out I wasn't up to the job if I asked for help and added to the stress that comes with teaching anyway and looking after my family. So I left teaching two years later and set up my first business which was selling gluten-free food because at the time there wasn't so much available in the supermarkets and I saw there was a need for good quality food. And so I learned a lot through having that business. And many of the customers that came to me, was, it wasn't just to buy the food, but also they, they just wanted to talk to somebody who understood what they were going through. And around this, this time, um, I, I started learning how to meditate, and a couple of years later, I went on my first retreat. And I, w- I belonged to several networking groups and I met coaches and had my first experience of receiving coaching. And then in 2008, uh, when, when the financial crash happened, I, I was importing products from Europe. And of course, when the pound crashed against the euro, I lost a lot of money. So uh, about a year and a half later, I I closed the business and obviously then I had to decide what I was going to do with the rest of my life. So I I returned to teaching as a supply teacher just to earn some money while I decided what I was going to do. And I was working with some coaches and business mentors. And one um, one of those mentors I was working with introduced me to some intuitive work and I started learning about consciousness and our subconscious mind and how we form our limiting beliefs when we're we're very young because of our childhood conditioning. And although in theory we should outgrow those beliefs, they're still going on in our subconscious mind and driving everything that we do. And at the time, obviously, I I was working as a supply teacher and my experience this time was very different because I I now had tools to cope and I was able to switch off at the end of the day. I stopped taking things personally 
and I had more confidence in myself. And working as a supply teacher, it's like being a secret shopper because <laughs> nobody's paying much attention to you. So you get to see what's really going on in schools. And I saw how teachers were struggling. And if I'd learned what I now knew when I was doing my teacher training, my experience as a teacher would have been very different. And I, I qualified as a coach myself in 2014. Um, initially, I was thinking of going in to help coaching to help people with their eating and um, emotional eating but after seeing how teachers were struggling I realized I wanted to help them because I don't know if you're aware but 40% of teachers leave within the first five years and of course I was one of them um, so I I then learn over the next few years that there's a very big difference between what people need and what they want yes. <laughs> and although I could see this was very much needed in schools the idea of coaching was new to probably 99.9% of teachers and over the next few years they they did start to talk more about teacher well-being and looking after teachers but it was all too much focused on external stuff rather than helping teachers to empower themselves and work together to change our education system and there's a lot of fear negativity and um, and a lack mentality going on into our schools and it and it was a huge uphill task to get through to them about how they were responsible for what they were creating and they had the power to change it. And in the end, I decided, I just felt like I was flogging a dead horse. <laughs> and I, I realized earlier this year because of various things that happened in my life and in the world, that I wanted to work with coaches and, and help them because when I first became a coach, when I first got my qualification, I thought, great, now I've got my certificate. I will, I will get lots of clients and have a successful business. But of course, that was just the start of the journey. So much like I want, wanted to teach teachers what I wish I'd known when I became a teacher, I'm now helping coaches with what I wish I'd learnt when I first became a coach. That's a powerful story because there's a, it's a story of resilience go, going through so much and, and all that informing the work that you're doing now. Yes, exactly. Because cause earlier, earlier this year um, and at the start of all, all the uh, COVID crisis and when we went into lockdown, I, I noticed how so many people were, were struggling because they don't know how to cope with change no. and sudden unexpected change. I mean, we're all like that. We want to feel like we're in control of our lives, but the truth is that none of us know what is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> we can make plans, but as we have learned this year, anything can happen to change and disrupt those plans. And because of various events that have happened in my life and I've had to learn 
how to let go of that. And very much through my sort of Buddhist training, that's what it's all about. It's about being able to, to live in the present moment and, you know, be, and also getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so a lot of people were struggling with that once the COVID sort of crisis all, all, all took off because they didn't know how to deal with their, their difficult emotions. And a lot of the problems that were happening were not because of the virus itself, but more because that people were being triggered um, because of what was going on for them subconsciously that they weren't aware of. So what would be your top tips to help somebody going through a stressful situation? Well, first of all, um, my top tip would be to focus on your health. And of course, that seems obvious. <laughs> but how many of us really actually, actually do it? Because again, we, we can, because of what's going on for us unconsciously, we can, we can turn to emotional eating, drinking, other unhealthy habits to try and relieve that tension. And we've obviously, we know about our physical health, you know, eating healthily and exercising and, and more and more people are now talking about mental health now, there's less stigma attached to that, but there's also the other aspects to your health, there's your emotional health, and your spiritual health and all those four areas need to be in harmony and in balance with each other because one if, if you're not in alignment in one area it can impact on the other so for example if you're not emotionally healthy then that can affect your physical health because you don't want to exercise you'll be eating chocolate all day and and also with your spiritual health that's a sense of being connected to a greater purpose in your life which is not in the sense which most people are just running away from something rather than it being what's really truly in alignment with them so working on those four aspects in conjunction with each other it just helps you become healthier overall yeah that makes sense and um, my second one would be on reducing input. Now, I, I've been going on retreats now for about nine years and I first went on my first week long retreat back in 2012. And the teacher who was leading the retreat told us not to read anything during that week and of course being on retreat you don't have your phone you don't have any internet or anything else so in addition to that it's like don't read because our minds these days are overloaded by by stimulus from so many different sources that it it obviously it's having an effect on our mental health so you know watching the news which is has a very strong negative bias spending a lot of time on social media where we end up comparing ourselves to others and feeling either we're superior to them or we're not good enough because their life looks so wonderful that all has an effect on our mental states so it's about becoming aware of what you're as well as what you're putting into your body what you're putting and feeding your mind with as well fabulous that, that, that's i think that's a vital idea yeah and the and the third one would be um ha get 
get a coach <laughs> because as, as I said, you know, when, when I first um, got my um, coaching qualification, I thought, you know, that's it now I'd arrived, but I had at the same time then a whole lot of challenges going on in my personal life, which figured and brought up a lot of stuff from the past that I'd merely suppressed and I hadn't dealt with. So I needed to heal from my own past so I can then help others more effectively. And of course, healing is an ongoing journey anyway. It's like you don't just heal from one thing. It's like peeling off the layers of an onion. You deal with one one thing and then something else comes up and it's just being aware of that and because the more you suppress it it's only going to resurface at a later date or it will manifest itself in other ways as a, as a physical illness as well so by investing in a coach they can see things in you that you can't see yourself or perhaps things that you're denying and it's it's like um, I had some counselling and it was like she said it, it's having somebody going along the journey with you and supporting you on the way and somebody who's going to listen to you non-judgmentally non and help you figure out whatever it is that you that you need to heal from and to help help you move forward because as, as we as we progress and we grow we keep hitting roadblocks in our life and, and, and it's, it's about recognizing that that is a natural part of growth. It doesn't mean that there's a problem or anything like that, or there's anything wrong with you. And, and that's the other thing as well. <laughs> it, having a coach doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that something needs fixing. It's just having somebody who's gonna hold your hand through that journey. And also, you know, if you're a coach, then it, what does it say about you if you're not investing in coaching for yourself? Yes. So some wise words there. So if there's a coach listening and they're thinking I could do with some, some guidance, some assistance with on my journey, how would they contact you, Helen? Well, they can email me. It's the best way. Um, it's hello at healwithhelen.com. I know there's a lot of H's in there. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. As it's linkedin.com and then just um, Helen Pengelly and the same on face I'm on Facebook and um, I have a Facebook page as well so Excellent. yeah we'll put your details on our web page as well so people can find you and I understand your books coming out very soon yes I have a book coming out in a, in a couple of weeks and it's it's actually a novel and I sort of got the idea for this book on the aforementioned retreat when the leaders said don't have any input I, I got the idea for this book I wrote it I mean this was back in 2012 but at the start of lockdown I realized actually now this is the time to publish it so it's it's a it's a story of um, a family of women and you can read it on whatever level you want you can just read it for the story as a novel or the message is again as i've talked about about your subconscious and are you in, in control of what you're creating in your life or are you, are you at the mercy of your conditions and repeating the mistakes and patterns 
of previous generations. Fabulous. Well, when that's published, let us know because we'll put a link on the website as well. So if anyone's interested, they could buy that. Well, thank Lovely. you so much for sharing your story and your insights with us. Well, thank you for having me, John. I've really enjoyed it. Excellent. And if you know of any business owners or entrepreneurs, that'd be great to be uh, interviewed. Do let me know. I will. Fabulous. And this is a podcast for business owners by business owners. And thank you ever so much for listening and talk to you soon. Thank you, Helen. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as cyber protection. When it comes to cyber risk, FSB cyber protection is more important than ever. Cyber protection gives you access to both the helpline and an insurance designed to support and protect your business at no extra cost. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.